is up, man? What's what, up, y'all? what are you up to? Dude, uh, I've been dealing with IBS for the last four days, so oh, really? I haven't been sleeping well. <laughs> um, yeah, man, literally, like, I don't take my pill one day, and it's just like, it is just stomach aches for, like, days. Dude, you, like, that kind of stuff is so intense, like, you can't miss one little thing. It really, like... <laughs> It's really disheartening because I've been eating so well lately and it's just like, man, the one day I had a sandwich and I didn't take my pill and my body's like, fuck you, you're 34. You can't just eat a sandwich. <laughs> you can't just eat a sandwich all willy nilly. Sorry, my friend. Uh, yeah. But anyway, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I've been good. Um, drinking tea now. I'm, I'm, well, I'm comfortable. Honestly, uh, hopefully, man. Uh, this this album we're about to talk about had the same effect on you as it did on me, and then it, that the drum and bass flushed everything out of my system. That it literally flushed all my organs out of my body. Yeah, if you listen to it loud enough, it's uh, it's like a sound bath. Yeah, right. You just kind of bathe in it, and it just kind of takes you for a ride. Yeah, I couldn't tell, and maybe uh, Renichi is it? Yes, Renichi. We'll introduce you, but. Um, I was hoping you can tell me exactly how many panic attacks I was supposed to have while I was listening to this record. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. All I get is like an adrenaline rush. It's Mega. Like, yeah, it's so good. Like, don't listen to it when you're driving. You are going to speed really bad. Road rage <laughs> will be like for real. Yeah. <laughs> Chasing someone on fasten your seatbelt. <laughs> <laughs> That's... <laughs> Uh, and so who is this mysterious voice? Well, I'll tell you. It's my my good friend who I've known uh, since high school. I believe you have a bachelor's in music theory. Is Mar- that right? Marketing. Marketing. <laughs> I, Close. Okay. Close. I always get those two mixed up. Uh, and you've brought in an album for us. And your name is Renichi. Yep. Hello. What's up, Renichi? <laughs> Not much. Well, we are just, y'all might be old old friends, but we are just meeting for the first time. So this is super fun. Yeah. Yeah, this is I believe this is the first time y'all talk to each other. Yeah, I think so. So, if any beef happens, uh it's going to be on air. We're going to have first impressions, judgments. Uh at the end, you're going to tell each other what your least favorite thing about each other is. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. And I think we'll kind of go from there. I hate that you drink tea. Already, <laughs> damn. You even wait. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, I I want to do that with every guest now That at the end we all tell each other The thing that we like the least about each other <laughs> After the episode the, the most fatal flaw The most annoying thing of each person You're bringing that road rage in here <laughs> Yeah I'm yeah, already dude. bringing the rage that the, the album put into me God, Did y'all just uh, listen to it or something? You're fucking hyped I'm always hyped for Pendulum I, I listened to it on the way over It It is pretty dangerous for a drive that makes you feel very confident yeah (laughs) Uh, well that's good for you before that uh hey buds welcome to another episode of the earbuds podcast uh this is a podcast where we talk to very good friends talk about very good albums for a very good amount of time uh but this is a very special episode with a very special guest uh, this is Earbuds and Pals with Renishi, and uh-huh. you brought, uh, I am 
Brett a uh, tiny little water bottle hand or hand. Aww. With me, as always, is Lucas, very big water bottle uh, Lucas. What's up? I'm very big water bottle Lucas. <laughs> it looks a lot like a coffee mug, but don't be mistaken. It's just a very cool looking water bottle. It's just a ceramic water bottle. <laughs> and today, Renichi brought in for us Hold Your Color by the Australian drum and bass band Pendulum. It's a good album. <laughs> is there anything that Australia can't do? Man, it, it, live right side up, I not, guess. Not have to deal with horrifying giant versions of stuff. Yeah, not have spiders raining from the sky, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And koalas. I'll take koalas. But, mm, uh, koalas are pretty dangerous. They're not as cute and cuddly as they seem. Oh no, they are like vicious. Man, it's like uh like otters. Like apparently otters are like super vicious too. Oh, I didn't know that. But they're so cute. That's how they get you. Oh, it's, it's, they get they lull you in with the big eyes. And yes. Then they bash your head in with a rock. Dolph- Go through the throat. Yeah, that's how dolphins get you too, man. You see a pot of oh. dolphins and you're like, oh look at the dolphins, and then they spear you in the third rib. Let's not talk about dolphins. Oof. All right. <laughs> triggered uh and so this why don't why don't we start you telling us kind of about this album and about this music man and just like how you came into it um well i actually came into this in high school so that was uh jesus like over eight years ago if i'm being like minimum uh if if i'm rounding down yeah um (laughs) I got introduced to Pendulum from my brother. So sometimes we'd get out of the house and just go on a drive, not really any destination in mind, just trying to get away from the parents. Um, and he would play Pendulum. And usually it was some sort of like song, so I got to hear from all three different albums. Yeah. But I was just like, man, this stuff is the jam. And uh, I like put it on my own iPod, and I was like, yeah, I'm cruising through high school. I'm a cool person. <laughs> <laughs> You're cruising down the hallways with some swag, and oh, like, nobody yeah, better know. mess with me right now. Oh, definitely. Um, used to write fan fiction to it. Um, fan fiction for it. Oh no, 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 no. not yet. Do drum and no, bass fan not, fiction. You do yeah. not do real life fan fiction. That is just a place you don't go to. Why ship bands together? Okay. Yeah. All right. And so I've I've been shipping uh, Pendulum a lot with uh, my OC band. Oh. That I came up with. Okay. Uh, we're called uh, Craig and his boys. <laughs> Craig and his boys. Yeah. It's a, the leader of the band is named Craig and he's got his boys. Okay. Are the boys actually boys? No, they're men. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but they were boys when they made the band. They used to like be in Boys to Men. It's actually... <laughs> I actually have a, a band that went through a time machine. They're called Men to Boys. Mm-hmm. And they kind of went back in time. Are they the rivals to your band for Pendulum's Love? Yes, they are. I feel like, but, am well, I going to be, no. am I going to have to be on like Urban Dictionary to follow this conversation? Like, <laughs> oh boy. you said like three <laughs> words. I don't know what you're talking about. Don't, don't. Uh, okay, what do you, what do you need? Uh, what do we need? Uh, to I need y'all to put like uh, some training wheels on this conversation for me. <laughs> um, shipping. Oh, God. Okay, so shipping is when you... Basically, like, when you watch a show and you're just like, man, like, they're really trying to push Ken and Jen together. 
like I totally ship that. That means that I like this uh, pairing. I like this relationship. I think they go great together. I ship it. Okay. Oh, so it's ship with a P, not a not a B. Yeah. 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 No ship. Okay. Thought it was shipping. <laughs> a ship. Okay. Shipping. <laughs> That's what you do in prison to stay alive. Yeah. Yeah. You ship people in the shower. Yeah. yeah. Show your love that way. <laughs> uh. Well, just it, it just go on archive of our own Lucas and maybe maybe that'll yeah. catch you up to speed we'll do an earbuds Ugh. dictionary <laughs> I'm, I've already written some fanfic of us mm. uh, so that's on there Ooh. do you ship it? I don't mm. uh, but it's canon so I kind of I do my I do my worth okay yeah uh, and so you you got into this in high school mm-hmm. and why did you why did you bring it to the podcast? Why is it such an important piece to you? Well, I know back when we used to hang out in high school that you were also a Pendulum fan. And I remember us talking a lot about immersion. Like, I know how much we both really like witchcraft. Yeah. Um, that's a really good one. Campachicos, uh, if I'm saying that right. That's also like a slammer. Love yeah. that one. Um, but I figured, like, since we both knew Pendulum, I wanted to kind of go for one that, like, we didn't talk about too much in the day. Um, I feel like Hold Your Color was one of those. Yeah, because I I hadn't really gotten to this album before you brought it up. Yeah. Uh, the other two, they I think they just have three albums right now, right? Yeah, it's like Silico, Immersion, and Hold Your Color. Yeah. And so uh, the, uh, the other two, they kind of delved into... They, they kind of delved away from the drum and bass, yeah. like core, into, into more experimental stuff. But this one is definitely like, like bread this is a drum, bread and butter drum and bass album. Apparently, it is one of the best selling drum and bass albums of all time. Damn. Dude. Which I, I had no idea. I was going to like the first when I was first listening to it, it reminded me of like every single club and rave scene in any like late 90s, early 2000s movie. (laughs) I was like, I could see like uh, an American werewolf in Paris or like triple X with Vin Diesel or like any movie that I remember from back then that had a rave scene. I'm like, this is what I heard in that scene or like even the Matrix, like the Matrix used stuff like this. Yeah. And yeah, you see like the the rave dancers with. With all their like extensions and trip pants and stuff, looking real dope. With the, the big shaggy silkworms on their legs, yeah. whatever those are called. <laughs> are those the things that uh, connect the pants together? I don't like know. The, the little like chains. They're just super fuzzy, and they're on the legs, like knee down. It's little fuzz extensions for your pants. I guess. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of like the stuff that the people in that video of like all those people dancing under a bridge. And like all doing, yeah, yeah, yeah. These moves, they're wearing like fuzzy stuff like that, yeah, and like fake dreadlocks and shit. Yeah, this is like what when I hear, I don't listen to a lot of drum and bass, but when I think of drum and bass, this is like quintessential what I hear in my head. Yeah, this is kind of more up my alley, so I usually listen to music like this. Um, so usually when I'm talking to people, I'm like, eh, it's not really hitting hard for me. It's not hitting hard enough for me to like it. It's usually because I'm putting it up to this, like, standard. Right. You're like, I need my heart rate at a solid 140 I need to, like, be able to, like, run and parkour and, like, be able to, like, (laughs) drop kick someone. (laughs) All of a sudden you can do a backflip and you're like, I've never been able to do that before. (laughs) By the power of pendulum. Damn. And so it's, so we... In the, in the in all the years we've hung out, we haven't really talked about music that much. 
Yeah. So would you say like this is kind of your favorite genre of music? Um, I'd say so. I usually am like into electric stuff. Yeah. Stuff that I guess adrenaline pumping is the best way to describe it. Just songs that are like you can immediately think of an action scene with it. Right. Totally. Yeah. So that's usually up my alley of stuff. Of course, I like cute things here and there. There's a couple pop songs I like. You Vocaloid. Know. Yeah, Vocaloid's good. <laughs> There's some good ones. Do you have you heard of a guy called uh, Author and Punisher? No, I haven't. He's kind of like a metal version of this, like metal electronic music. Mm. It it's so weird that you say that because I I looked at the Pendulum Wikipedia, and apparently the original members were in metal bands in the area before they made this band. Oh, I saw that. Surprised they didn't stay with metal. Yeah, I mean they. I think in later albums there are a couple more metal elements that they kind of put into it. A couple yeah. more rock elements. Yeah. Yeah, on this but, record. Because I heard it on this yeah, record. Like I heard on this some record rock too. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Towards the, towards the end, for sure. I was just like, I could hear the metal influence. And like, even um, they had a, I'm sure you saw this too, but they had a, a remix album come out of, mm-hmm. I don't think it was just this record, but I think it was like a lot of their stuff. And yeah. Devin Townsend remixed one of their songs. So like, I think this music connects with some metal heads also. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, it's it's got that. Just adrenaline pumping, as you said. Yeah, head head banging. Head banging. It's aggressive. I, I yeah. That's how I like it. It's aggressive. I, I couldn't imagine. Could you imagine this type of music with like double kicks and like metal drums in there? Man, if if Trent Reznor did a remix of this whole record, I bet it would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, I I also. I did some research into other drum and bass stuff. Mm-hmm. And apparently, most drum and bass albums go at least over an hour and have like every song is, there's no songs under five minutes. Mm. I mean, these are kind of like, they are, they're around the five minute mark. Yeah. Yeah, all the songs on this record were like five to six minutes long. Yeah. I was surprised, so, right? Think- you, would, you wouldn't think it would go that long, but maybe like, is drum and bass more of like the journey of the song? Like they have to let it live and breathe for a while. It can't just be like three minutes bangers. And I would definitely say so. Cause with a normal song, you have like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, you know, kind of like in between like verse and then like end with chorus. So you can't really do that with songs like this when there's like no singing. Yeah. Very right. little vocals on this for sure. Yes. But I, I very much loved the songs with vocals. Yeah. They were pretty good. I would say yeah. those were my favorites. I, I like the, like, again, I don't listen to a lot of drum and bass, but I did get into dubstep for a while there and I am super into reggae and you don't, yeah. you don't make the connection if you don't listen to, to both a lot, but there's so much reggae influence on drum and bass. It's so weird. Like how that can translate. I, yeah. I was just thinking with one of my, uh, choice nugs, I believe fasten your seatbelts. It has a lot of. It kind of reggae stuff in there and apparently drum and bass came from like jungle beat which came from uh reggae and dub and it's just weird to see how these genres connect and evolve each other yeah you can you almost know? hear some of this stuff in uh a big rap scene in the uk that's called grime yeah yeah right grime uses this type of dub steppy drum and bass type beats and it's a cool like you know, I love hip hop, but I don't really like listen to a lot of drum and bass, but it's just like you combine the two and I, I dig it. 
So I did like any song on this record that that yeah had more of like the obvious reggae influence. Like that that immediately I was like, okay, I can right. find something I could connect with on this one. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's a reggae head, so it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> UK is like huge into reggae. Yeah. yeah. Uh and, and from what you're saying earlier, I feel like it, it definitely does not follow a traditional song structure and it's I feel like it's more of a vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and you go into these albums and it's not really something you critically listen to. You just kind of have on and you take the vibe of the music and you do stuff with it. It's actually interesting that you talk about the vibe because I was going to say uh, this whole album when I'm listening to it, I'm very not very well like technological jargon about music, but because I am a writer, um, a lot of this music I can like connect to and like think of things for. Right. Um, this whole album made me think of like the theme of falling. Oh. So hmm. a lot of it is like um, like when you're falling, you're in a sense of danger, you know, like you're not safe. Like, you know, um, there's nothing comforting about it. Like you're probably going to die when you hit ground. <laughs> Um, then there's also like the slow parts of it where it's like you're falling through the ocean or you're falling through space or something like that. Po- moments where it stops and reflects itself and, and kind of that moment of just like, oh my goodness, like there's nothing I can do. This is out of my control. And the music just kind of takes you with it. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. It's like moments of, uh, of panic mixed yeah. with moments of realizing like, well, I can't, I, I'm out of, like, I have no control over this. So I might yeah. as well either accept it or keep panicking. <laughs> Yeah, just kind of go with the go with the flow. Yeah, yeah there's actually um, different songs in here that I think of like different different types of fights, which I guess I'll get into later when we start talking about the songs. Yeah. Do you are you also a fan of anime? Yes. Does this connect <laughs> with anime? Do you see that they live in the same world, or because I don't watch a lot of anime. Um, you just mentioned I guess I'm like not fights. Really understand and stuff. your question. I guess like because you mentioned like you like to picture action scenes or fights like when you're listening mm-hmm. to this stuff or it's it's that's how you can kind of get more into the songs. Yes. Is that are you like just an action movie fan or do you think like that comes from anime or like where do you think that comes from like the connection? Definitely, I'm definitely an action person, but it's not that I'm not thinking of a fight that I've already seen and I'm applying it to the song. I hear the song and the song shows me what i like it it guides me through it interesting yeah that's cool i do that i feel like i've my whole life i've always thought that was unique to me but i've bet so many people do this where you hear a song and you picture what movie scene it would be in yeah what kind of scene would this be in like that's something that i constantly do while i'm listening to music yeah i've had moments when i'm like in the car with friends and you know it's like the music's in the background and i'll just like the second something like grabs me, I immediately just zone out and I go, what is this called? And then like, um, cause it'll just immediately take me, grab me, throw me into a scene. And I'm just like, Oh my God, I need to listen to this more. Like I need to flush this out. Yeah. Kind of like it develop it in your mind. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Incubate it. It's cool when you can put context to the music too. And like, it helps you get into it. Yeah, definitely. So when you when you return to these songs, do you kind of return to those action scenes you were thinking of? Or? Yes, um, and it's usually some. Sometimes I'll have moments with specific songs where I, it'll take me back to a moment. Like um, some of these songs on here, I actually can remember some of the fan fictions I wrote for it. 
Um, there's also ones where it's like, I can distinctly remember exactly what I was doing when I first heard the song, but most of the time I can pick and choose what I want to do. So, uh, just, just today I was trying to figure out a fight scene and I was like, oh God, like I've written myself into a corner. What am I supposed to do? And so sometimes I can get into these musics and like, just let my mind wander and be like, okay, is something going to come here? And usually I'll get that spark and I'm just like, oh shit, I could do this. <laughs> And it, it helps getting that spark, like listening to this kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah. And no drugs I, involved. I usually no drugs. <laughs> That's impressive. I whenever I'm if I'm ever writing stuff, I can't listen to music mm-hmm. just because like it it distracts me so much. It's probably because I listen to a lot of lyric music. I don't listen to a lot of instrumental stuff. And, yeah, I cannot do lyric. Yeah. So this is kind of because per- it does have. Some of the songs do have lyrics, but not a lot are focused on the lyrics at all. And it's kind of another instrument, another additive to the music. Yeah, whenever... um, I never really actually pay attention to the lyrics. Like, um, I could sing a song, but I might actually not realize, like, what I'm singing. Because I've never really put too much emphasis on what they're actually saying. If it's someone talking, I can zone in on that, and I don't really like that. Um, So I usually like music where there's no singing at all. Okay. Are you talking about in general or when you're trying to do creative projects? Uh, mainly when I do creative projects. Okay. Because I, I, I did look at the lyrics to these songs and I'm, I'm sure... I'm sure they're trying to say something. Yeah. But a lot of it seems like... <laughs> Not a lot of substance like, oh, there. This is, a, this is a cool enough phrase. We'll just put it in. And, like the features that just got in the studio and they're just like freestyling. Like a, on, on like Tarantula. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, that chorus was really catchy. It is. I I thought that would probably be another uh, one that you would like, Lucas. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, we can get into it whenever, but I definitely I had a hard time picking choice nugs because and and again, like I'm a virgin to this type of music. It was all it started all to blend in together, mm-hmm. right? So I would hear one song and then I'd be like, Oh, you know, like there were, there were in pretty much every track, there was like little things that I'm just like, Oh, I like that. Or I love how that sounds like this record. Definitely. It's probably a universal thing, but this record really benefited from me listening to it on these headphones, like on a really good pair of over the ear headphones. Sure. Yeah. I listened to this in the car and I listened to it on my home stereo. And then I listened to it on the headphones and the best experience was listening to it on my headphones. Definitely. It's get that you, you can get stereo. Yeah, and you get all the richness of like how good it's produced, like how nice all the synth sounds and how clean everything is. Like you can really hear everything and it and it's yeah. super bassy, right? Like I love that electro bass that they use. I mean, yeah, that's stuff. Like, that's like one of the fundamental parts of the genre. Yeah. Yeah, and you can hear how dubstep like totally took that and just like turned up the game went on 200 miles an hour with it maybe a little too much <laughs> it's never too much it's never too much i dig that i mean it's it's yeah like we said like it's weird to hear the reggae influence on something that is just like so uh manic and fast-paced and aggressive but it's like reggae influenced dance uh, or uh, drum and bass and then drum and bass influenced dubstep and dubstep is almost even more incorporates even more of the reggae stuff. 
but it's still all really aggressive. So it's like it's an interesting combination of the things. It makes you wonder how, like, what pissed off dude got these, like, had such niche tastes. Yeah. Some DJ who thought he was smoking weed and ended up being Angel Dust, and then he wrote drum and bass instead. <laughs> he was like, I'm going to write a badass dub record. And then he's like, <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, I don't know what's happening, and he's sweating. Yeah. <laughs> And I, w- I will say, uh, like, just blanket statement, I just, that's that's why it blended all in for me was because of that drum part. That is just, it's yeah. a, and it's a fallback of drum and bass, or it's just a, a thing that you hear in a lot of drum and bass. But that's something that, yeah, like an hour and 20 minutes of that is just like, it's a little like taxing on, it's like an assault, yeah. you know? I can get that. Yeah, and especially like, I'm, uh, Lucas, you're you're even more into like metal and metalcore, mm-hmm. and I'm like uh, punk is usually as far as I go, and I don't even listen to that too often. So the aggressiveness did actually kind of get to me after, you know, after after probably halfway through the album, mm-hmm. and it was it was like a little like I had to take a couple breaks just because I was like, I don't like it to take a breather, let my ears right? rest. Dude, yeah, I listen to thrash now and it, there was a moment where I like I just kind of stepped away from the record for a little bit and uh but yeah it's like I said like it's super aggressive but when you listen to it with really good headphones and you can really hear like everything that's going on it's hard like on certain speakers all you hear is the the drum you know right. and the and the the higher sense stuff like really aggressive distorted synthesizer you put on headphones and you can hear every little thing that's going on. And it like, while it is like a, a cacophony and like an assault on like your senses, it's being able to like, just sit down and, and break it down. Like as a musician, it, I enjoyed that part of it right. a lot. Yeah. And it's all in context, right? Like, like you said, you can't sit down in a, for a nice bath and listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Sink it to the bubble bath. Yeah. I'm Just gonna... the candles and slam is going. You, you have a nice bath bomb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just light I some can... lavender incense. I can definitely see about the taking the break thing because, yeah, I also need to do it here and there because when you're full of such adrenaline, it's probably also not good for your blood pressure. <laughs> I can imagine. But yeah. it's, it's just so interesting because, uh, it is most of the songs use the same type of drum beat and they're mostly the same type of tempo, but all the other music is very varied. Mm-hmm. I'd say throughout this album. Yeah. And it's something I didn't even notice the first time through just cause I'm such, I'm a drummer. And so mm-hmm. I just unintentionally just hone into the drums. Mm-hmm. And so the first time listening to this album, I was like, every single song is the same. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whenever Christina like, listened to it, she was like, "Is this the Powerpuff Girls drums? Like the drum part?" It is. And I'm like, "Oh, oh shit, my is it?" God. It is the Amen break, the most used sample in history. Mm-hmm. Uh is what most of the songs use that Yeah. Right? Oh, is it really? Like Yeah, well, you know, not every song, but most drum and bass uses about 3 or 4 like drum beats you know okay. to, for nearly every song mm-hmm. uh, or as so have I seen 
but my second time, I told myself, okay, you know, chill out with the drums. I'm just going to focus on anything else. And I enjoyed that listen a lot more. Mm-hmm. Because even, even when the drums are going on this fast pace, there will be some music that's even kind of laid back a little. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's definitely one song in here that's pretty laid back in my opinion. And I think those... I think the moments I liked the most on this album were when the drums kind of took it back a little, mm. you know, even just at the beginning and the drop happens and it just goes into a break beat. Yeah. I, yeah. Like I slam, slam yeah. opens up with like a nice hip hop kind of feel. Yeah. Oh, Tarantula man. opens up with a little bit of a reggae vibe, you know, mm-hmm. even like girl in the fire. The intro reminded yeah, me of like yeah. Radiohead or something. Mm-hmm. Like a little Radiohead guitar-y type intro. It's kind of, it's groovy even. And it's jazzy. That one's jazzy. It yeah. looks like Herbie Hancock on fucking crack. <laughs> if y'all haven't heard Herbie Hancock, he's like electro jazz. Mm-hmm. And that's what like Girl in the Fire like sounded like a Herbie Hancock song after a while. Oh, have to go check him out. It's It might not be uh, energetic enough. It might, your blood pressure might get too low. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> That's dangerous for a whole another reason. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I, I could have sworn, listening through this album, I could have sworn they played Tarantula at Amazon while we were working. What? <laughs> no shit. <laughs> You're just packing boxes. Jada, Vita, cereal, killer. What? Oh, no. Oh, God. It's like, it's eight in the morning. I can't, I can't handle this right now. That's the adrenaline. The most, <laughs> the most productive six minutes of your career. They're You're just like, keeping you on your toes. Yeah. Come out of a daze, just like, what, what, happened? what happened? You don't need a forklift. <laughs> there are 18 stacks of boxes. I don't remember stacking any of those. Trash them? I, just, I carried an entire one by myself. I just throwing pallets around. <laughs> we don't. We don't need any. We don't need a pallet yeah. dr- driver anymore. I could. I'll take him. Just get, put it on my back. <laughs> so I think it'd be. It'd be uh, dope if we get it. Get into our nugs. Okay. In the, in the choice nugs. Yeah. Let's start with the with the guests. What are your what are your two favorite songs on this on this album? Um, well, I gotta start it off with Plastic World. That is probably one of my most favorite songs in like any album. Yeah. I I made a Twitter post on Twitter and I was like, what what like album or song like changed your life or like was a big impact on you? And that's you said Plastic World. Yep. Uh distinctly remember um it was like recently after when my parents divorced. Um, my dad had just gotten a new house and we were kind of still at the age where, you know, dad would take us on the weekends and mom would have us on the weekdays and it was just hitting me pretty hard. And my brother had come back from college for a little bit. So he took me over to half price books and I was really into Spider-Man at the time. So I got myself a Spider-Man encyclopedia, but he had taken me out on a drive and I remember Plastic World playing and uh, I just went back home and like just laid in my bed and just played it again and I was just like, man, like things are never really going to be the same again, huh? Dang. Yeah. That is is a, that's a moment. Yeah. That's a big moment. Yeah. But I really don't, I can still remember that, but I can disassociate that memory from the song because I just like it. It's just like, um, 
it's like a like a sleepy New York night, but there's still something going on, you know. But it's still New York. Yeah, New York. <laughs> yeah, and it still has the yes. drum. So, but that's, that's what, um, that's an example of what I mean by like falling. Like when you actually like get to, I guess the uh, the chorus of it, like it kind of just feels like you're, you know, you're drifting. Yeah, that those nice vocals. There, it's almost like. Um, they're running it through a synthesizer or something. It's just like very soundscapey and just kind of giving this like rigid drum beat, this like nice flowy thing on top of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't really know how to describe it. Maybe you guys know what it's called, but I really like music that's much like Plastic World where it's like the song is actually more, it hits more low points than like a song that would hit like is always peppy and super high and it's always like going for the high points. Kind of more melancholic. Um, I don't want to say melancholic, uh, melancholy, no. <laughs> <laughs> Deltronic, maybe. Yeah. Um, I'm not into like super sad songs, but just ones that just like, like when you hit the chorus, instead of like it, you know, the hook is not, you know, the notes aren't going higher. The hook is actually the notes going lower. And I'm like, oh, I like that. I, yeah, unfortunately, I don't think we're very big music buffs. In, the, in technical sense or anything like that. But yeah, like, I know what I don't, you mean. Yeah. I totally know what you mean too. Yeah, I don't know music theory, but uh, yeah, I totally get that. And it's like, it's almost unconventional songwriting, right? Like mm-hmm. the chorus is supposed to be the catchiest, you know, the part that everyone wants to sing along to and all that. And I think that's, uh, to me, I describe it as like songs in major key and songs in minor key. Like, I think that's kind of related mm. to what you're talking about where it's like, I don't like happy songs either. Yeah. And I'd rather have to me a happy song has very little emotion mm. so like i like to have a song that's it's sad or it's angry because there's those are stronger emotions to me yeah definitely but uh actually plastic world was one of my one of my choice songs also yeah oh, all right yeah i dug but it hopefully dug not it for the same reasons uh, no, but you know, I totally connect with that. Like my parents got divorced when I was at a older age. Uh, I was in a freshman in high school. I was also dealing with the, you know, like all of a sudden my mom lives in an apartment and I have to stay there sometimes now. And, um, I can connect with why you like this song so much because like there are albums that got me through really tough times. And that's, I think one of the, my favorite things about music is that you just, it's a time and place thing. Like you, despite it being a tough time in the moment, it was probably, it's probably a nice memory to go back to when you realize, oh, this song's going to help me through this. Or when you realize this album was helping you through it, then it's like, okay, that spins it into a positive there. And you can go back and it's this comfort food almost. Yeah. But Plastic World, I liked a lot because like coming from Slam, Slam is like, like, real just like aggressive and like just pounding you in the fucking nuts for five six minutes and then (laughs) plastic world has the really chill vocals Mm -hmm. and that chorus that almost sounds like a like pharrell wrote it or something it just has this like soulful like like type of jazzy r&b feel yeah sounds very 90s and brett you know i'm a i'm a 90s I'm a sucker for I'm a, I'm a 90s simp. You're a little grunge boy. <laughs> I'm a grunge boy. <laughs> so, yeah, Plastic World, definitely one of my top ones. I think, uh, you know, I, I, it's probably going to be my criticism for every song on here. It's just it's a little too long. Mm. But I totally understand it now where you kind of just, like, you pointed it out. It's like, it's not really chorus, verse, chorus, verse. 
it's you know it's they're they're kind of taking you through movements yeah rather than taking you through like you know moments you know yeah yeah um my favorite part in plastic world is actually the part where they do start singing like near the end that little um first part i actually really love that part yeah like the last like two minutes of it like someone's kind of starts rapping Mm-hmm. A little bit, and then bah, 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 type of stuff, and it's like, yeah, I dug that a lot. Yeah, it ends with the saxophone on like you're on the docks or something like that. I liked all the saxophone on this too. Oh, that yeah. was a nice addition. Yeah, and apparently those were those were like musicians recorded the sa- the brass. That wasn't like a sample or anything, which oh. is something that surprised me a lot about this album is how few samples were on this thing. Mm-hmm. And how most of it, aside from the drums, were original music. I yeah, just like assumed on... it was all original music. No. Except for some sound effects, I know. <laughs> well, with most, uh, with a good amount of electronic and, and drum and bass and stuff, there's a lot of, there's a lot of samples, uh, you know, pulled from other songs or something. I don't think it's, I think it's a cool uh, way to make m- music, but it's, it, I think it's even more commendable that most of this stuff is just stuff they made on their little synthesizer or something, you know? Yeah. Like for tarantula, I thought the horns were like synthesizer. And then I looked it up and I was like, Oh, there's like four different dudes that are playing like four different types of saxophone on this record. They got a whole brass group. And I think it's all saxophone, which I dig. I'm a sax guy. Yeah. Same. (laughs) Yeah. I love saxophone. So yeah, you put a saxophone on a song that or a flute, and like I automatically it's already bumped up two points with me yeah if it's jazzy I'm just like alright I'm here for this I need, I need a nice breathy organ for me and then, and then that'll put me in my sweet little spot there's a little uh, so what was your second uh, choice um, I'm gonna go with the title hold your color it your was color. Uh, it was a like a tie between like hold your color and like girl in the fire because I I also have some like really vivid memories of girl in the fire writing fan fiction um, but I do just really like hold your color like it's 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 kind of like somber again kind of like plastic world yeah and of of all the songs I looked at the lyrics to I feel like hold your color had the most substance to it mm-hmm. and it was actually like saying something which yeah I like I'm not gonna dog on the other songs for like not having a message or anything that's not what they're trying to do but yeah this this one had a a message that I I couldn't really like it's it's very vague and but it kind of about the universe and that's not stuff I'm usually <laughs> able to parse yeah uh but this one was sung by one of the original members oh. I believe that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's his face? Mike he's like, something, I think. I, I don't know. He He's the one that sang on that on the Dead Mouse song. I think it's Rob Swire. Yes, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Didn't, didn't he also sing Witchcraft? Yeah. yeah. He, he's, I thought he was just a singer for, the, for all that's the songs. That's what I thought, too. And then I listened to this album. Like, like, he's only on like two or three of these things. They got tons of features on this record. Yeah, yeah. I would say like, uh, hold your what? Hold your color. That yeah. one sounded like um, a pop song that was remixed to me. Mm. <laughs> like it sounds like a, that. yeah, like a Euro 
house remix of a pop track that's you know and especially the intro the intro is like that's a pop song and then it busts out to this like really glittery uh daft punk kind of synth voice going on in the background like really hype song Kind of, <laughs> you're trying to hear it? <laughs> you Dude, did yeah. not do your homework. It's, well, there's this, this album has 15 songs on it. It's a lot to remember. I li- I have to listen to these albums while we're talking about them, dude. I I can't. You think I just come up with all this all in my memory? I smoke with too much weed for that. We were going to do that, but my hearing sucks. It, oh, so you'd it, have to like turn it up? Renichi's got beats on, so it's like noise-canceling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've been listening to too much Pendulum if you're if you're hearing yeah. sex right now. Yeah. <laughs> I I couldn't imagine going to a live show with oh, a band like man. this. It must be insanity. Yeah. I would like it a lot more live for sure. Yeah. Mm. I feel for like sure. you could definitely like. I think I could only see one band though. <laughs> like I would get in it. I would get in the mosh and I would go crazy, and then after that band's done, I gotta get. Got a stretcher, and yeah. someone's just got to carry me out of the venue. Yeah, just go back and forth like Pendulum plays, and then like Simon and Garfunkel's after them. And yeah, then... yeah, like some Bob Marley or yeah. <laughs> oh, Bob Marley would be great. Get get a water bottle. Just just kind of like drain your ears, let them mm. let <laughs> just like sink into a pool or something. Sweat out the Molly. Yeah, <laughs> crap out the booze. <laughs> and you can go to the next band. <laughs> uh, and so that was, those are your, yes. your two choices. And Lucas, one of yours is Plastic World. Yep. And the other, I'm going to guess, is uh, Fasten Your Seatbelt. Good guess, man. Um, again, it was hard for me to pick, right? Because it would be like, there was always, there was something on every song that I liked, but then the moment the next song started, I would forget the last song, like almost immediately. <laughs> um, Fasten Your Seatbelt's cool, but actually I went back and forth. Fasten Your Seatbelt was a little too Caravan Palace for me. Yeah. You know, yeah. The I love bar, Caravan bar, 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 bar. <laughs> I know, I like them too, but they were also like, I got into them in 2008 and I haven't listened to them since. Sure. Yeah, and you were what, eight years old? So it doesn't count. <laughs> I was uh, 13, sir. Okay. Thank you very much. Caravan Palace is a little too advanced for you at 13. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I did say... Caravan Palace. I, I love them. I got really into them. Um, but yeah, a Fasten Your Seatbelt would be great in a rave. Like, it, like that was one of the ones I wrote down. Like, I would love to see this live. Because that's when I would get mm-hmm. really into it. Um, but it also kind of sounded like something I would hear like in an amusement park. <laughs> Yeah. But that, that one actually aliens. uses <laughs> that one uses a, a sample of a Buju Banton song, and I love Buju Banton. Mm. Oh. Did you He's know Fashion a... Fashion's... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, good. Did you know Fashion Seatbelt uh, takes like little sound effects from Spider Man 2? I read that. That is awesome. They sample some <laughs> random shit. They sample like Willy Wonka. Mm. To doubt, yeah, that's a whole. Yeah. And loop. yeah, apparently Doc Ock, like some of his. Yeah. Yeah. Some dialogue of his is used in, in this one. But yeah, Bougie Banton is a great. He's like my favorite dance hall 
Jamaican dancehall artist. So that was kind of cool that uh, they sampled one of his. But no, Did man, you my recognize other. It? No, I didn't. I I didn't recognize it, but when I read it, I was just like automatic points because I love Buju. But I actually went with Sound of Life. Oh, really? As my other one, I really like Jasmine Yee's voice a lot. That that one is pretty good. Yeah, um, it has that same the wasn't the Amen beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Amen called? break. Yeah, the Amen break. It has that same one, but I like the synthesizer a lot, and it's very like soundscapey. Like they're just holding down a button. Yeah. It's, just, wow. it's got those uh, little arpeggios that you love so much. Yeah, I couldn't. I, I didn't write down if they were arpeggios or not, but I was pretty sure they were. <laughs> um, I actually hadn't heard half of this album, album until recently. Um, I had only heard the ones that my brother had played when I was little. So going oh, through wow. this, um, I was like, oh, there's some new songs in here that I'm going to hear. And let me tell you, uh, Through the Loop made me like... I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna like these new songs, but then you know, I heard, <laughs> <laughs> I heard "Sounds of Life" and I was like, oh yes, okay, this is good. Yeah, it's great. Her voice is really good. Her voice is yeah. like very chill, like very yeah. nice on the ears, you know. Yeah. The deep bass throughout the whole song is nice too. You got that like electro bass going, and then you have these little guitar. There's not a lot of guitar on this record, mm-hmm. but they have that like. Kind of like a background, yeah. a little, yeah. Yeah, almost like another Daft Punk thing, like they did on their, you know, their last album that was like so disco-y. Like this kind of reminded me of that a little bit, right. too. Yeah. Apparently, did, she's yeah. a singer of another Australian band. I, yes, but I I couldn't tell you which one. <laughs> I think it's Halogen. And that I I tried to find their stuff because I really liked her voice, um, and I couldn't find. Couldn't find anything by Halogen on Spotify. Really? Right. Hmm. Yeah. I thought it was kind of strange. There was a uh, there was a Halogen on Spotify, but it was another drum and bass group. And I'm like, well, that's not who I'm looking for because she's she's in a rock band. Um, but yeah, I thought this was another one that sounded like a pop song remix to me. Right, and it it, it has a lot of textures in there. Dude, yeah, I'm a sucker for that type of stuff. Like Thievery Corporation, like that's like the 90% of the reason why I like them. <laughs> and how reggae influenced they are. But Thievery uses that stuff all the time. And I guess they're arpeggios. I think that's like one of the only musical terms I know. <laughs> we'll just we'll, we just we'll just use it constantly and if it sticks, it sticks. If we're right, we're right, you know? Yeah, I mean, until someone corrects me, I'm gonna keep using it. <laughs> This this song also reminded me of Prodigy, and I love Prodigy. Yes, yeah, Prodigy is. Right. I I love the. If I'm listening to any electronic stuff, it's usually like rock influenced, like the Prodigy is. Yeah, Prodigy is super like industrial metal influence. Yeah. Or they just or they influence industrial metal for all I know, but apparently they've worked together too. Like Prodigy has done some stuff with Pendulum. Oh. Which. Made a lot of sense once I heard this one. Once I heard Sounds of Life, I was like, dude, I could totally hear this being a Prodigy song. Right. But I want to... I, dude, I like this game of guessing each other's choice nugs. <laughs> Do you... Okay, you want to guess mine? I know one of yours. Well, ooh, she already knows? Yeah, I, I, already, I already told her one, but I, I'll tell y'all that neither of y'all chose chosen. I know. I'm going to assume like, that. We hadn't hit either of yours. 
All right, I'm gonna guess, and just let me let me finish. I'm gonna guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, don't just like say yes. Like, just I'll just say the two: fasten okay. your seatbelt and tarantula. No. <laughs> Neither. No. It, yeah, you got fasten your seatbelt. That was nice. That was one of my choice notes as well as slam. Yes, I was gonna say that. Slam, <laughs> dude. I when I heard fasten your seatbelt. And I, I heard that Caravan Palace. Bah, 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 bah. I was like, Brett's going to love this one. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't connect it to a carnival at all. I was just like, Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't think that either. Now I'm going to think like, of that. Yeah, now My I can't not think of it. The like scary like carousel, like merry-go-round with like the horses on fire. Burp, 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 burp. Yeah. <laughs> and just like everyone's like dancing. Yeah. But it's, yeah. And like, I, I had no idea to fasten your seatbelts. I had no idea that would be from Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man I thought it'd be from like Fast and Furious or a Vin, like a Vin Diesel type or something. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Spider-Man 2 is probably the most Fast and Furious of any of the Spider-Man <laughs> movies. So And then It's uh, like steampunk and shit. Spider-Man 2 is awesome. That is just awesome. <laughs> and and Slam uh, was the other one. I thought it was a cool uh, it, like after the prelude, mm-hmm. I thought it was a cool transition into it. Uh, it had one of the more recognizable riffs to me, like one of the more things mm-hmm. that like we're a rock band and this is a riff, you yeah. know, which is which is what I like. Yeah, it had a <laughs> like. Are you talking about the bah, 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 that part? Nah, talk about uh, slam. Oh, you're yeah, yeah, yeah I'm talking about Jesus, yeah. I'm already on to the next thing. All right, why not? Why don't you try to keep try to keep up, huh? I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> but yeah, just how it starts off with that very hip hop sounding swagger kind of beat. Oh, dude, like Slam is Slam is the perfect song to open up. Hold your color, like the way it just hits. Like I always think of like doors opening, like the big bad boss coming through, like they know they're the mm-hmm. toughest shit here. And mm-hmm. there's like people coming out being like, hey, they're the toughest shit here. But like, <laughs> you can almost just feel those footsteps of just like, this is a badass. Yeah. In, it in almost sounds it... like if Korn made a hip hop song. <laughs> <laughs> if that makes any sense. Uh, elaborate a little? It's mostly the 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 little guitar parts are synth in the back and like, bah, and it's kind of shaky sounding in the <laughs> intro. It just sounds like a, a effect that Korn used a lot on their uh, on one of their albums. All right. But I do love that hip hop intro, man. Like, yeah. I wish they used more of it. I wish yeah, they used definitely. more of those laid back beats. Yeah, or at least return to it in the song. Right. You know, it just yeah. happens in the intro, and then the rest is. And I, I, like, I love the, I love the build up to the drop. I love the, but I think it would have been great if, you know, cause this song is, uh, five, about six minutes long. They could have returned to it one more time, you know, give yeah. us, give us the, the good stuff that we like. Yeah. One more time for the boys. One more time for the boys back home. Do y'all listen to death grips at all? Mm-mm. Uh, I've been trying. But not okay. lately. I can't really get into them. And I haven't really heard a lot of their stuff. But Slam, to me, sounded like a Death Grip song. While also not... I haven't heard Death Grips. <laughs> it's, what, it's what I imagine a Death Grip song would sound like. 
<laughs> how I imagine a band called Death Grips would sound like. Yeah. Sounds I'm, right. I'm like, I can hear a guy rapping over this even when it gets, uh, when that tempo picks up, you know? Mm. Uh, and so you, you had something to say about a couple of the other tracks on the album? Oh, right? yeah. Um, I'm very upset with Through the Loop. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, let me tell you, I love everything about Through the Loop. Like, it sounds like you're on, like, a spaceship. Like, it's, like, you're out of fuel. Everyone's dead. There is something on this spaceship that is coming to get you. Like, and you're not prepared for it. It, it, it will kill you if it gets to you. And it has that, like, very horror-esque feel of you trying to run away from it. Yeah. I didn't want that thing to be Willy Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> but, like... Like, the, the opening's beautiful. And then all of a sudden, like, when I first heard this song and I heard that, I was like, no. Is there any no. way of no? No. It didn't need it. It didn't even, like, fit in the song. It just felt weird. And then it gets to all the beautiful stuff again. I'm like, yes. Then they close with it, and I'm like, no, stop. Well, let me let me, let me me give an argument for Mr. Wonka. No. All right? <laughs> yeah, I have, a, I have a rebuttal as well. It's... Because this is... this This scene... Where they're going through the river, right? Mm -hmm. Is the craziest scene in the movie by far. And maybe any movie I've seen. Because it's just so out there and none of the rest of the movie is anything like it. And you see pictures of chickens getting their heads cut off and he's screaming at the top of his lungs. Yeah. You know, and so like I just like when I was hearing the song, like that emotion came back. You know, of like of watching that scene for the first time. I understand that. Think of it from a writer's perspective, though. If I'm trying to write something that I literally described to you, and then Willie Walker comes in, I'm immediately thrown out the window, and my train of thought just jumps tracks, and I'm just like, "What? Why are we in the chocolate factory?" <laughs> yeah, I would say like, I love your your idea of like this impending doom that you're on this like ship where everyone's dead and something's hunting you. Uh, And I think oddly enough, the Willy Wonka stuff does kind of work with that idea because Willy Wonka is kind of a creepy ass movie. I know, but I don't (laughs) want to think of him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll I'll message Rob Swire and we'll try to get it removed from the song. Okay. All right. Just send him a sternly worded note. <laughs> Why did you include this? A sternly worded drum and bass uh, laced note with the beat behind me, and I'll just be kind of like rapping to it. Wrap your note to him. Like, at the very least, if they were going to include it, could they just have not included the entire song? It's like a minute of just this guy being like, we don't know where we're going. It could have been a cool interlude. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Maybe just keep it separate from the whole thing. Yeah. It's that's like one of those songs that someone would take and like make it slow and melancholic and weird for like a movie trailer. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, like it, it I, fits perfectly for that. I also thought it was super cheesy as well as being yeah. a little cool. <laughs> like I said, I love through the hoop loop when Willy Wonka's not in it. Right. <laughs> It's an air ball with Willy Wonka, but it's a, it's a swish without him. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I heard through the hoop. I had to, I had to run with it. <laughs> Come on and slam. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the chair. That'll be the, uh, 
Jock Jams is actually going to be our next episode. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> dude, don't don't toy with me, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> I would say the the very very close choice nug that almost took the place of um Plastic World for me was Tarantula because of the reggae. Right. Tarantula's pretty good. That one's iconic. Yeah. <laughs> and it's cool, man, with the when the saxophones are playing, I think they have a synth going on playing the same thing in the background. So it adds this like really unnatural sound to the horns. So I thought th- I didn't think that they were live horns. And then I looked it up and I was, and it was, I was surprised and I'm like, that's cool that they kind of put a synth over to kind of make it sound a little less live brass, you know? Yeah. yeah. I really like when the song slows down or like when the instruments pull back for a second Kind of just like the drums. Yeah, it's like, you just hear that part. Right. It's just like really cool to me. It's just like, I can think of really cool things with that. Yeah. And I, like, I wish they kind of played with dynamics more often on this album. Yeah, that's what I wrote that down too. More dynamics. Like, bring me up to that level that y'all are playing at, but also like, bring me down and let me, let me, um, fucking regain my composure a little bit. Yeah. And they do that in this song. They do that in Tarantula. Like in the two and a half, minute, three minute mark. It's, I think that's what you were referencing is just this part where it's just the drums and like a Oh yeah, thing. that part's good. That's enough for me. So I'm just like, yeah. yes, give me, if every song had a part like that or if every song had a breakdown or a little bit, I think it would be, I could I can listen to the whole thing in one sitting and not um, get a nosebleed. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um girl in the fire is definitely one of those top contenders it was like a mix between yeah. hold your color or girl in the fire um just it's i love how it starts off um and kind of going back to what you're talking about where it's like you know do you think of anime when you think of this stuff like the moment where it's like the guitar comes back in it's like do 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 it's like i always think of like you know you're on like it's a starry night there's like a woman long hair it's just wind boy she turns to the camera you know <laughs> cool um and there's a moment uh later in it where it, it kind of dials back and you got the little ditties of do 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 yeah 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 i always felt like that's like an interlude where it's like the whole story stops and everyone's just in an elevator and they're just kind of waiting for the story to start again it's kind of yeah, the TMNT thing where they're all the elevator is just. <laughs> <laughs> well, Man, I, I wish I could. I wish I could remember what Radiohead song this reminds me of. I need to figure it out. Of a uh, girl on the fire. Yeah, it, the the guitar parts in the beginning sound so much like Radiohead to me, and I can't pinpoint which one. Hmm. Well, I'll I'll, I'll kind of try to listen in, but I think maybe we ought to move on to uh, the rating, the little rating section of this uh, podcast, which I may have forgotten to tell you about. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but it's just, you know, a zero to 10 scale, the zero worst 10 best. Okay. And, you know, we just kind of give our, our, our thoughts of the general thing. Okay. So if you want to, uh, maybe Lucas, you can start it off. So Renichi sure. will have a chance to kind of, yeah. Yeah. Well, I figured out what song it is. It's uh, paranoid Android. So, Oh, yeah. okay. Check check those two out back to back. They're kind of the, those guitar parts are really similar, and I, I like both of them mm-hmm. for that. Um, so, man, just like a few of the albums that we've listened to on this podcast, like if if I 
did it like I was doing it last year where I listened to it once and just gave my immediate, you know, first initial opinion. Yeah. I, it, unfortunately I, I probably would have rated this much lower than I'm going to today. But like I've said, like context of how I listen to music is like super important. Like when we were talking to Jay about morphine, like I can't just freaking play, you know, video games and listen to morphine. Like I can drink whiskey on my patio and listen to morphine and it's a way better experience. Yeah. I think it's the same with this. Like, like Brett, your suggestion of like to listen to play video games while I'm listening to this, like that was a good <laughs> suggestion, you know? Um, so I think after like multiple listens, I definitely like it more. I was able to get over the drums and like how repetitive it was for me and really pick out again, listening to it on these headphones, like really pick out all these little things that I liked on every, pretty much every song. There was at least one thing that I liked a lot. So I would say my rating, just because this is probably not going to be something I go back to often, but there was a, a handful, a lot of things that I did enjoy about it. I would give it like a 5.0. Oh, wow. Yeah, Gosh. dude. Like, yeah, originally I was going to give it like a two something. And, Oof. and then after listening to it a few more times, I was like, okay. And, and always talking through it. Like I've said this before too, like talking through it and like understanding like why you like it and like your connection to it, it helps it puts it in a different context for me. I can listen to it a little differently. So even like going through this episode, like I was probably going to give it like a, a 4.0 going into this episode. And then after like listening to it while we're talking about it, I'm like, okay, there are some pretty dope things going on here, despite it not being something I would gravitate towards. So yeah, yeah. 5.0. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you have your rating? Um, I guess so. Um, so I don't really listen to a lot of like full albums. Usually I just like pick and choose songs when I'm listening to the radio or friends are playing something. So I never really sit down to actually listen through an entire album. Um, I would really like to give this an 8 out of 10 just because I have so much nostalgia for it and there's a lot of great songs in here that I still love. But the songs that I don't like, when when I don't like them, they're, they're just not my cup of tea. And it's sure. kind of sad. Like there's a couple in here that I'm just like, I really... I'm not probably going to go back to this. Like, what I, would you say are like the the songs in here? Like, what don't like the songs you don't like? What about them don't you like as compared to the other songs? Well, we know through the loop. Well, yeah. If Willy <laughs> yeah. Wonka's on it, that's yeah. goddamn Willy Wonka. Um, Blood Sugar and Axle Grinder actually kind of just they really didn't have much. I will say Blood Sugar had a little more than Axle Grinder, but both of these kind of just meshed together, and it was just like. I couldn't get a clear picture of anything, like especially Axel Grinder. The first few, the first part before it actually drops, that's great. I love that. But when it actually drops and gets to it, it just sounds like nothing. Like it, they're kind of just not really doing anything with it. And I was just like, you really dropped the ball on this one. Mm -hmm. So I think I'd give it a seven out of ten. Oh, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, dang! I, I made you drop a point. No, no. Um, I already like thought of those like going in. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I will say those those last two tracks were definitely like flyover songs. Well, it's because yeah. they were bonus tracks mm. that got added later. Mm, probably shouldn't have been. Yeah, that's that know. definitely like if those two weren't in it, it probably would have still stayed an eight. But because they were included, mm. lowers the quality of the overall album a little bit. And I could see this being way more fun to listen to as tracks rather than an album right so like we're sitting here and listening to yeah, an hour yeah, and 20 minutes sure. of this yeah. in one sitting you know yeah 
Yeah, it's a little different experience if you just like have it on on random with a bunch of other stuff playing. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, and so as an as an album, as a, a piece of music that you're supposed to listen to in one sitting and give your full attention, I would probably give this thing a three point five, if I'm being honest. You know, just because it, I I did it earlier today and yesterday, and I got a like a pretty bad headache each time. Mm. No you know? shit. Yeah, it's it just like I don't know. It could also be the headphones. These aren't like the best supported like little cushions on my ears or anything. You're my sensitive boy. I'm a little <laughs> sensitive boy. Uh, but if 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 I weren't paying as much attention like if this was an additive to an activity if if i was kind of maybe shuffling the album if it didn't matter as much it would probably i'd probably bump it up more to like a five Mm. you know because there are definitely a couple of these songs i'll go back to when i'm in the mood for this stuff yeah but there's no way i'm probably ever gonna listen to this full album again (laughs) honestly i kind of feel the same yeah yeah Maybe it's as not much meant as to be I heard love that pendulum. Way. Yeah, maybe it's just not meant to be heard that way. You know, like I don't know how yeah, many like I mean, dude, it's like the same thing with we've talked about this before. Like with a, I love metal, but I can't listen to an hour and a half of metal. Like just yeah. sitting yeah. there. Like going back to the adrenaline thing, it's like you either have to be doing like a workout for an hour and a half, or you're just literally sitting here just like, I gotta do something. I gotta do something. I don't know. I gotta break into a car or I gotta like, you know, break some bricks. You <laughs> yeah. know. I gotta commit some kind of crime right now. <laughs> yeah, so everyone listening, uh, if you're gonna commit a crime, just pop on some pendulum right before it. This is yeah. this, is a, this is great work for you. You'll be yeah. pumped. Yeah. Or if you just want to forget the next hour and a half, and you're gonna wake back up with sore muscles and a tooth missing for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and an extra finger. Yeah. Well, I don't know. But it's not your finger. Oh. <laughs> So you said a three point five, Brett. Uh, three point five as uh, as a just as an album, as we've been reviewing them in the in previous episodes. Sure. Yeah, I think that's fair. But higher if if it's just something to pop on. Yeah. I dig it, man. All right. So that is uh that is the episode. Thank you everybody for listening in. Thank you for uh checking us out. We're anywhere you can find a podcast. You can comment on our stuff, and we will uh, we'll uh, uh, narrate the comments live on air. And uh, we actually have uh, one we have our first that comment like to yeah. We got our first comment, and it's a doozy. Do you, want, do you want to read it? Are we reading it now? Are we saving it for like a different episode, like a comment episode? Uh, dude, you know what? I think we have a little. I think we have some time. I can read it right now. <laughs> Because I was going to make the joke, uh, I was going to be silent, because I didn't know we had a comment. Oh yeah, dude. We got a comment yesterday and said, dope episode, dudes. And that's from Creations from the Void. Thanks, man. (laughs) Thank you, man. Thanks, man. Wow. He liked our morphine episode. And and we will, you just, whatever you want to put on there, well. No, literally put anything you want and we will read it. But we're gonna we're gonna credit you. I can the... test that. I can put a whole fan fiction in there. I mean, we can have a whole episode dedicated to fan fiction if we have to. If you put me in that my position, my friend's original fan fiction. Yeah. yeah. Pendulum times. What was it? George and the boys. <laughs> yeah, Keith and the boys. <laughs>
Yeah, you can find us <laughs> 10, on ten thousand uh, words. You can find <laughs> us on Instagram uh, at ebpcast. You can find me, Lucas, at Jean Luc You can find Brett at Brett Hannerhand. Uh, can we? Where can we find? Uh, where can we find your socials? Uh, Renichi on Twitter. And how do you spell that? R I N I C H E Y. Okay, and you're on like archive. You're on. Uh, Don't look me up on archive. Ah, jeez. <laughs> look me up on Twitter. <laughs> Hard edit. <laughs> just gonna I censor. No, nah, they can look for me on there. It's just like you That's know, it. you know what I write. Well, if you guys want to uh, read some weird porn, I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna get on archive. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> well, th- thank you so much for coming on and uh, introducing us into the world of drum and bass. Yes. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for having me. Renishi, yeah, this was awesome. Um, it was, yeah, you were great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, well, with that, uh, Lucas, this was good. Uh, Brett, uh, this was good. <laughs> and a three, and a two, and a one.